Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our November 2011 CTSS quiz. Again, we have 10 terrific cases for you, and hopefully you've got them all right. So let's get started. This is a great case. Um, I ask you what specifically is going on in this patient. Just look at the images. What you're really seeing is infiltration of the right kidney, axial, and coronal. And it's really infiltration of the kidney, but more than the kidney, it's the perirenal space. And there aren't many things that do that. It's not a case of polynephritis where you have some infiltration and patchy low density enhancement. It's not a solitary mass. It's not really adenopathy. It's also not going to be. Um, retroperitoneal fibrosis, really what you're looking at in a case like this is an infiltrating process. And this is a very, very classic appearance with lymphoma. Um, Ernheim chested disease can cause a similar process. I've seen a case with extramedullary hematopoiesis, but then you have all different findings as well. What's interesting about this, this is primary lymphoma, so you're not seeing any adenopathy of note. Very nice example. I haven't seen this that commonly recently, and this was a most recent case. A great example. Okay, this case I asked you for the most likely diagnosis. What you see in this case is a normally functioning right kidney and delayed functioning left kidney, and there's a stent from the left renal pelvis into the bladder. What you need to recognize looking at these images is that the ureters at about the L5 level both come medially. So you ask the question, what has medial deviation of the ureter? Well, if you had adenopathy, that typically displaces the ureters laterally, as in prostate cancer. If you had transitional cell carcinoma, that can cause all sorts of issues, but does not cause medial deviation. And bladder outlet obstruction would cause dilatation of the ureters bilaterally, potentially, but again, the ureters would tend to balloon out. Retroperitoneal fibrosis is the classic diagnosis. This causes the ureters to be tracked medially. It can be unilateral sometimes. It can be bilateral in this case, but just a very, very nice example. Too bad I can't show you more images than that. Okay, this is a great case, and I'm asking you, what's the best diagnosis? So let's look at the images. We have two CT scans, and we see multiple low-density lesions in both kidneys. At first glance, you say, well, maybe these are abscesses. At first glance, you can think maybe these are simply cysts, but they're hypodense and they're solid. So abscesses is a consideration. It's not Bosniak, cysts. Metastasis could be a possibility, but that'd be a lot of METs. Melanoma can give METs to the kidney. Uh, but not so many lesions. If the patient was febrile, you could consider abscesses, but you know, um, this patient was not febrile, I'll tell you that. Also, you'd see more patchy enhancement, you might see some perirenal space involvement. This is just a wonderful example of B-cell lymphoma. B-cell lymphoma, more common in HIV or AIDS patients, can involve both kidneys, can occur with multiple lesions, can occur with solitary lesions, but this is a wonderful example of uh, B-cell lymphoma involving both kidneys. What about this case? And I showed you two nice images, one from the arterial phase and one from excretory phase. You see a dense filling defect in the left renal pelvis, which you really see nicely on the CT urogram. And I asked you for the best diagnosis. A blood clot is a consideration, but this is fairly smooth, but blood clots can be smooth. It's higher density. Blood clots can be higher density, but it's irregular, particularly on the CT urogram portion. A non-opaque stone is a consideration, but we don't see many non-opaque stones. And this, in fact, if you think about it, and I showed you a non-contrast scan, that filling defect was showing some enhancement early. 
A slough papilla tends to be irregular and you would see some calocele abnormality, particularly in delayed phase imaging. This was a wonderful example of a transitional cell carcinoma. Often they're polypoid type masses. They can enhance slightly. This one did enhance slightly on the arterial phase. Very nice filling defect on the late phase images. Okay, what am I showing you in this case? This is another incredible case. What you're seeing are multiple vascular lesions in the liver accentuated by the fatty infiltration, and then you see what looks different in the lateral left lobe, which is actually a large bleed. So now we have multiple enhancing lesions, at least one of them having bled. Well, neuroendocrine tumors can give you vascular lesions, obviously, in the liver, but they typically don't bleed short of a biopsy. Hepatomas can give you vascular lesions, though usually not so homogeneous, and they can bleed, so it's a possibility. Kaposi sarcoma usually aren't vascular lesions to this extent. Remember, I've always made the point that if you see a vascular lesion or you see any lesion in the liver that bled, it's hepatic adenoma until proven otherwise. This is a wonderful example of multiple hepatic adenomas with a lesion in the left lobe having bled. This was a female in her 30s. Very, very nice example. Classic case of hepatic adenomatosis. Difficult to treat these patients. Uh, again, the worry is bleeding again in the future. The worry is also the potential for hepatoma. These patients are now getting liver transplants. So just a very nice case. This is a relatively simple case after the last couple I showed you. There's a cystic lesion. At first glance, perhaps it's the kidney, but it really is pushing on the kidney and it's soft. What is it? Well, myelolipomas typically have fat. I see no fat. We said it's not a renal lesion. You can get lymphangiomas in this region, but it's a funny region for lymphangiomas. Often they're near the pancreas or off the pancreas. They can be the mesentery, cystic lymphangiomas, for example. But this case is water density, perfect location for an adrenal cyst. An adrenal cyst is indeed the correct answer. This is a wonderful case. Uh, you see bone removal here. I was doing a CT urogram. And you look at the axial imaging. If you look really hard, there's a central low density in the left ureter. It's like a little donut. But when you look at the uh, 3D mapping, the CT urogram shows a one centimeter irregular lesion in the left ureter. Uh, it's not a stone. It's irregular. It's not lymphoma. It's not bulky enough. It surely isn't normal. It's a classic appearance for transitional cell carcinoma. And the reason I show you this case is look how easy it would be to miss on the axial images. There's no dilatation. The dilatation we see in the CT urogram on the 3D is well above the lesion. It's just a transitory phenomena. So there's no obstruction, but there is a transitional cell carcinoma. Just a beautiful case showing you nicely the importance of the CT urogram in 3D. This is an interesting case. This patient had trauma, and we were looking and evaluating for intra-abdominal injury. And look at the uterus. What's inside the uterus? You see a cystic lesion with an enhancing rim in this 20-ish-year-old female. What could this be? Well, it's not a perforated small bowel. The bowel looks okay. It's mildly dilated. Could it be uterine abscess? That's pretty rare. Could it be uterine trauma? Well, you can get ruptured uterus, but this doesn't look like a ruptured uterus. But this is a classic appearance of an intrauterine pregnancy. The cystic lesion, the enhancing rim. Early on, you don't see a fetal sac on CT. 
just a beautiful example this patient had an unexpected pregnancy obviously also to make the point is even a patient that was known to be pregnant in a patient with trauma with his high suspicion of injury CT is the way to go the mother's life always will come first what about this case this is just a wonderful example and a fairly easy case if I only showed you the spleen, multiple splenic lesions, you still got to think about lymphoma, but then you also think about metastasis like melanoma. You can get sarcoidosis. That's a possibility. The lesions are kind of large, usually sarcoid are multiple and smaller. Mononucleosis tends to be a large spleen. You may see bleeding with mono. But the other finding you see in the second image is bulky adenopathy. Well, theoretically, melanoma can give you metastatic nodes as well as splenic lesions. But I will say at the end of the day, when you see bulky nodes and you see multiple large splenic lesions, it's lymphoma until proven otherwise, often B-cell lymphoma. Could it be sarcoid? Sarcoid can give you nodes, but I have to admit, if you have to pick a diagnosis here, the best diagnosis would be lymphoma. If I flipped a question around and asked you what the least likely diagnosis was, that would be a good question too. That would be mononucleosis. Okay, great case. What about this case? You see a cystic lesion in the patient's left kidney, but it has irregular rim, so it's not a cyst. It's stranding around the kidney as well. Could this be a cystic renal cell carcinoma? It can be, but it's atypical for uh, tumors to have stranding around them in this type of pattern, unless the patient had a recent biopsy, and there was none to my knowledge. Could it be lymphoma? Lymphoma can infiltrate the kidney. I showed you some nice examples from solitary to multiple lesions, but cystic is pretty rare and the stranding, again, not very helpful. XGP uh, can be focal or involve the entire kidney, but usually you see dense calcifications. And I think this case, the best answer would be a renal abscess. Hypodense lesion, often enhancing rim stranding. Renal abscess is really good. This patient was treated with a a percutaneous drainage, a catheter was placed and left in place. So again, it can be a difficult diagnosis. History can be very, very helpful in this regard. And I think sometimes the differential diagnosis between a cystic renal cell carcinoma and an abscess is almost impossible. Well, those are 10 really terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed them. Some very interesting cases, some very good teaching points. And with that, have a great day.